So there's a bunch of questions that we got from our mailbox and some of our video comments. So I think we should answer those right now on the Squared Circle Cycle Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. We start with a very good one that we got in the mailbox last week from Joshua Bishop. Why is the pro wrestling fandom so toxic even when presented with facts? Uh, this, is a, this is a difficult one. I think that right now it's just the... The nature and the atmosphere of pro wrestling, given the fact that there's actual competition to WWE and the fact that there's an alternative and that alternative is finding success in many different ways and forcing WWE to do different things that they probably didn't want to do and having certain talents go from one promotion to the other, back and forth, etc. I think that this has been a long time coming. You know, WWE is... Sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, whether you want to call it pro wrestling, they're kind of the same thing. But at the same no, time, not kind of, they are the same thing. Whatever. At, at the end of the day, I think that WWE is a product that you either you you like the way that they're presenting it, or you resent it and you feel like that's not pro wrestling. Who's right and who's wrong? I couldn't tell you. But you are going to get people that have a very very opinionated stance on how they feel wrestling should be presented, and you're not going to be able to convince them. Otherwise, so when you try to force them to agree with your opinion, that's when shit hits the fan. This is why I try not to get into too many of these uh, quarrels and debates because there really is no winning that conversation. It just is. It's their perception is very different than the way you're perceiving wrestling or sports entertainment or whatever you want to call it. So I think this is more a societal thing. We see it all over social media, particularly like politics, for example. If you say anything that's left-leaning, you're an ultra-left liberal. If you say anything close to the right, you're an ultra-conservative. You know, AEW, if you praise them, you're an AEW sexual. If you praise WWE, you're an E-drone. You know, yep. that that's really what it is. The thing that this question, you know, it asks, you know, people argue with facts, or what was the exact wording here? When presented with facts. The problem is fans use these facts for confirmation bias. For example, let's talk about the ratings. A quote-unquote e-drone will say, oh, AEW can't draw a million viewers. They suck. You got an AEW sexual going, well, we got the highest rating in the demos. We beat Raw in the men's 18 to 49 demographic. We're the better show. And they use we. Why are you using we? You don't work for them. No we. You watch the show, you enjoy the show, that's it. You know, if you don't like WWE, that's fine. If you don't like AEW, that's fine. But you get some people that are like, you know, Cody Rhodes is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then once he leaves to go to WWE, oh, he's just a mid Carter. He's not. Oh, yeah, special. he was. He's he's mid. He, uh... You know, he's mid. You know, Miro. Oh, WWE. He's nothing special. You know, then he goes to AEW. Oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. Miro's here. But the, you know? the sad thing is so many of these narratives are beyond hypocritical that are so easy to pinpoint. <laughs> like I'll give you a perfect yes. example. And I don't, I don't care one way or the other. I'm just speaking on behalf of the narratives that I see constantly. A lot of people don't like Cody Rhodes because he has too much emotion. He's crying. He's talking about his father, etc. There's too much emotion. Every single time you see CM Punk at a post whatever scrub, or he wins a big match. He's crying. So one, 
is showing too much emotion. The other is a god to the other who they're ready to like lick shit off his shoe. <laughs> it's like but one is one is obviously acting. The other one is showing his real emotion. Oh, but yeah, it's different. That's oh, it's different. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah it's all it's always different. It's always yeah. different, and nobody's willing to admit when they're wrong or praise something that God forbid happens in a WWE ring if you're an AEW fan, or God forbid praise something that happens in an AEW ring if you're a WWE fan. So not willing to set aside their bias, their internal bias mm-hmm. that they all have. We all have them. Some of us grew up on WWE and we have a bias towards WWE. Some of us loathe the WWE and are unwilling to admit that. And just, well, there is no wrong that AEW can do. Somewhere in between those two lies the truth. A question like the next one we're about to have could kind of show you some of the tribalism that happens within wrestling, social media, and the internet wrestling community. But Harry Dunn asks, how long will MJF last in another company? And the comment went on about how he wouldn't be able to really work in WWE because they're PG and he won't be able to use foul language. So he'll just be stuck in the mid card and end up with some new name and whatever the case may be with that. If you see what MJF just did on Dynamite, granted, he did it. He did drop an F-bomb that got bleeped out and he did say shit a couple times. But most of that stuff was done without cursing and nothing that's away from the WWE guidelines that we haven't seen before. So this notion of him not lasting in another company or not doing well in WWE, or he's just going to be the Miz is exactly what we're talking about with the previous question. You know, people say, oh, he's just going to be the Miz and just be, you know, not good. But let's not forget the Miz main evented and beat John Cena at WrestleMania. He's a two-time Grand Slam winner. He's one of three people to cash in Money in the Bank successfully twice, the other two being Hall of Famer Edge and the other one being the AEW World Champion CM Punk. The only person to hold three championships at one time in WWE is The Miz. Has a reality TV show just featured on Dancing with the Stars, one of three wrestlers to do that, the other Nikki Bella and Chris Jericho. So it's a pretty good resume The Miz has. Plus, he's also eight-time Intercontinental Champion, only one behind Chris Jericho for most title reigns ever. And whenever he has that title, that title actually means something. It's not a bad resume to have if, if they're like, oh, he's just going to be the Miz. I would not mind that. And he could probably take that to the next level. Would he last in another company? Absolutely. Absolutely without question. Because he has what wrestlers today don't have, and that's the ability to connect with the audience outside of a match he would last in any promotion and when you say any promotion it really is let's be honest he he's gonna if he's going anywhere it's gonna be wwe he's not gonna go to impact he's not gonna go any other smaller promotion because he's he's just uh, frankly probably too good in a certain sense too big for those types of promotions they just they don't have talent at that level because the bigger promotions have those guys so if he goes to wwe look punk was successful Punk was successful in the WWE getting over without having to go and do all the the swearing and whatever else that people are like, oh, well, he won't be able to do that. Yeah, you know, he might lose a little bit of his edge, but he still would be able to adapt because he's that good. So I don't have I wouldn't have any concerns about it. Definitely not. But next question comes from Unrealized Thoughts. How do you think the Sasha Naomi situation gets resolved? It seems like they were, I think I heard a report earlier this week that they scrapped the women's tag team championship tournament already. So that's not promising that they might just, all right, this was something Sasha wanted. Now she walked out on us so she could drop the titles and then we never have to talk about them again. 
So that's not a good sign there. I'm not really sure how this ends. I don't think they're going to get released because I don't think they want to run the risk of letting Sasha go to AEW. It'll get resolved one to, way or another. If, if Sasha go, does get released, I wouldn't be surprised if she goes to Japan because she really loves the Japanese style. She could probably, I mean, she could probably do both if AEW allows her to do AEW and then do shows at stardom. But does she want to go back and forth and wants to do, you know, Star Wars stuff or whatever acting that she wants to do. But honestly, I think that this eventually gets resolved. They eventually come back. I don't know if they bring back the women's tag team championships, but bring Sasha back as a solo talent, get her back in the championship picture there, have Naomi join the bloodline and maybe use that as use this as part of the storyline to get her into the bloodline. But I, I do think it eventually gets re- resolved and both Sasha and Naomi stay with WWE. Yes, I agree. I don't, I don't think they're going anywhere. Eventually they'll get, they'll get this resolved. Right. Speaking of Sasha, she's part of the four horsewomen. And this is a question from Romaro Brandon. Should the WWE have all four horsewomen on the same brand? I think they have a tough enough time trying to write <laughs> storylines for them when they're on separate brands. Uh, so I, I th- I'm going to say no. I'm going to say if they're continuing to do this, you know, formula now where depending on storyline, you can go through different brands. You don't necessarily have to be stuck on one brand. You don't need to keep them on one brand. I mean, Sasha and Becky, for example, could be raw talent. And then Bailey and Charlotte could be SmackDown talent, but they're feuding with each other some way, shape, or form for whatever titles, and it, it could still work. And you still got Bianca, you still have Asuka, you have Ronda Rousey, you have Raquel Gonzalez, Shotzi Blackheart, Aaliyah. You know, there's plenty of women to use to keep things fresh. They just have to utilize some of them a little bit more. And obviously, Bailey's got to get back from injury too. They got to resign yep. or figure out what's going on with. Sasha Banks, so, but I don't think they necessarily have to be on the same brand. I, I think I see where he's coming from with this. It's just maybe because it will help with the ratings or the women's division if they're all on one show and put everyone else on a different show, but the way they're they're doing things now, I don't think it would really work. No, and then if they, if they were to do that, like if it was, say for example, you did it on, on Raw, Right. What about Rhea mm-hmm. Ripley? Like, what about Bianca Belair? You're going to have to give time to those people. So if you have all four of them, those are four big personalities. Ronda Rousey, too. I mean, spread the wealth. Absolutely. And of course, we did review Double or Nothing as well. You can watch that on by clicking the thumbnail on the screen right now. We'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psychobabble. Babble.